0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Quality Matters. I'm your hostess, Darcy Chambers.
1: I'm Kyle Chambers.
0: I guess we're trying out this video thing again. Yeah. We're trying to figure out where to look because, I do don't I know. Do look here? Do I look at do, you? Do I look at you when I'm talking? And is the mic going to pick me up if I don't? But then it's awkward if I'm looking at the camera and not at you. We'll just talk to each other.
1: It'll okay. be okay.
0: Okay. So we're continuing our mini-series on understanding... In today's global economy... Quality Matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. have my cheat sheet over here to look at of notes that kyle made for me oh and by the way we're back to our uh garage studio yes that's so, the official term for it um you know we have the nightclub rolling in the background
1: <laughs> good timing
0: probably some bugs you'll hear and um you know We'll see what we can do. It's the best we can do, I guess. It'll work out. It's actually not the best we can do, but we ran out of time. So we've had a really busy couple of weeks. We didn't listen
1: to our lessons from last week with planning. We didn't plan
0: well. Oh, okay. Is that what we talked about last week? (laughs) I don't remember. So this week is Support Matters is what you have written down here. And I think it's Kyle's favorite one. Yes. And I think that because he wrote it in the notes. (laughs) You're so sly. I know. (laughs) All right. What do you want to talk about first? Maintenance equipment. Is you that measurement? Me? Measurement equipment. Measurement
1: equipment. Measurement equipment's a a huge deal. I mean, you're only as good as the measurement you take. And I know that sounds horribly, horribly cliche, but it's just absolutely true. in about every uh, every way you can imagine, um, you know, so many organizations they just um, they trust that their equipment's good, which is is good, but. Um, you have to know, and how much effort you put into knowing if your equipment's good really varies a lot on the sensitivity of, of what you're doing. Um, for instance, if if you have a regular uh, dial cali- calipers, right, or mm-hmm. maybe some simple uh, like digital calipers, how often are you going to get these checked? You might say, oh, well, we'll just I have...
0: A- what are calipers?
1: Okay, so a caliper, <laughs> a caliper is, it, you can think of it as, as a, a fancy tape measure, except it has... a That'll measure the outside or the inside it? diameter. Well, almost you, uh, you expand it to, uh, to get the, um, either the inner diameter, say like of a pipe or something, or maybe the outer diameter. And you could see you know exactly how wide the, the phone here phone here is down to, you know, maybe a hundredth okay. or a thousandth of an inch. Okay. And yeah, it's good to get these things checked once a year, which is generally the requirement that, that most folks have. But if you're in a machine shop and a lot of your numbers are critical down to the hundredth of an inch. And that device hasn't been checked in ten months. And it's a shop tool. So it's probably passed through 10 or 15, you know, different people over the last 10 months. Odds are it's been dropped at some point. Mm-hmm. If I'm if we're realistic, it's been dropped or, you know, something that folks do oftentimes and, and it's actually good practice is uh, they'll, they'll set the caliper uh, to a particular dimension. Say, you know, we're going to set it to six and a half inches. And so then they'll, they'll score it, kind of like you would like a protractor back in high school, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll score it, and they'll make a line on the metal, and that's the point that they're going to weld to or cut to or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Well, if you score it just a little too hard too many times, mm-hmm. it starts to bend those teeth out. Okay. Or it starts to file down that tip, and that changes mm-hmm. your dimensions. Um, so you really need to take these things into consideration when you set up your, your, um, your calibration schedule. You know, maybe annual just isn't enough. Maybe you need to have requirements for folks to uh, spot check the devices before critical measurements, which means you, you probably have to denote on your work scope this is a critical measurement. Otherwise, go on as, as work as normal.
0: Okay, so that sounds like Kyle's opinion. It is, absolutely is. But we're talking about the ISO standard.
1: Mm-hmm. The ISO standard, you can get by with doing it once a year, just once okay. a year. You can get by on with
0: all measurement equipment. Just about okay.
1: You can get by with just once a year, but if you have a good auditor, these are questions he's going to ask, and if you have a good auditor that knows something about the equipment, he's probably going to walk out there and grab a piece of equipment and check it.
0: Okay, so he can't. Um What's the word? Knock you for
1: what's... not having a program, right? But what's it, the word? It's not knock.
0: Yeah, he can't yeah. give you a non-conformity for not doing it right. every ten months or six right. months or however often, but he can go out there and check it mm-hmm. after questioning, and mm-hmm. if it's out of calibration, then you get a non-conformity. Absolutely. Absolutely. So do it before the auditor comes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um, and you know, th- like say, th- these are simple things most folks uh, probably already know about. But you really need to build your program according to your business. Don't just say, hey, we did it an annual. We're good. And don't say, well, hey, Kyle said we need more. I mean, if, if you're really not a precision machine shop, annual is probably good enough.
0: So it depends on the tool you're using and what you're using it for and how often you're using it. Again, just good common sense. It is. And it will contribute to your quality, which is what we're all about. Yeah. Quality matters. And and I've said
1: a bunch of times before that uh, the ISO 9001 standard, I think we said this in our recent podcast, the ISO 9001 standard is effectively common sense put to legalese.
0: Right. I think you have said that. Okay. So, is that all you want to say about that? That's good enough.
1: We could talk about more, but that's good enough.
0: Okay. So, up next is preventative maintenance. Mm-hmm.
1: This is a really, really similar sort of thing. and It
0: sounds very similar. It
1: is. And, you know, heck, if you're... Because uh,
0: if you're maintaining the calibration... Mm-hmm. It won't be out of calibration right. when the auditor comes.
1: Yeah, and so this is more like, um, say, your, your uh, machines that you have in your shop, right? Mm-hmm. So say you've got, like, a, a large, um, you know, VTL or VBM, depending on if you use what, what term you go by. In any case, they have Again. a…
0: What are those?
1: These are ver- VTL vertical turret lathe or VBM uh, vertical boring machine.
0: Sometimes I think that you just like to use these words so that people say, "Oh, Kyle, no, what no, is no, that?" No, no, no.
1: This is stuff that if you're in the in the know, you know. But it's fine. So they're basically- okay.
0: So if you know what this is, if you don't know what this is. <sighs> Send me a message. (laughs) If you do know what this is, no, maybe it should be vice versa, so I know you're not making stuff up. (laughs) So if you know what this is, V, would you say VTL? VTL. Or? VBM. VBM. Of course, he just said it. So you need to edit that part out where you said what it is. (laughs) And if you know what those are, send me a message on LinkedIn. If you don't know what they are, send him a message. Because I want to know.
1: Well, should I tell? No, leave it alone?
0: If I'll you got a big machine in your shop. Yeah,
1: if you got a big machine. A lot of times these things have to have like a oil wells. And so the full extent of the preventive maintenance on these tools may simply be checking once a year to make sure the oil wells are full.
0: Well, that doesn't seem very hard.
1: It's not. It's about as simple as it gets. Um, others you have um, on the furthest end of the extreme are forklifts or powered industrial trucks to be official. You know, you got to do uh, daily checks on these. Right, and so you, you have know... to
0: do daily checks on forklifts.
1: Actually, you have to do um, pre-shift daily inspection checklists. So if you are running three shifts, that sucker better get checked three days. It's like a daggum a airplane. Well, they—they they tend to kill a lot of people every year.
0: Well, I have a feeling that's not because <laughs> of a checklist. Some of it isn't. Some of it is. I have a feeling that's because of stupidity. Well, it
1: is, but you have to have someone to check it to catch the stupidity. I think it's operator error. Okay, we could have a whole podcast on that someday. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but we regardless. want to. There's
0: the, our, that guy on LinkedIn that we want oh, to yeah, get on right. our podcast. That's right, that's Ed right. Davidson, we're coming for you.
1: <laughs> but regardless, you have to do the check. Um, So, you have to do this checklist every day. Okay. Um, So, again, you really need to know all of the equipment in your facility. And the easiest way to go about it is to just make a list of every single machine. We're talking about weld machines. We're talking about grinders. We're talking about everything. And then go through and classify how often they need to be checked, according Mm -hmm. to OSHA. Most of them, there's really not a large requirement for um, then go through and make a list of, well, how often do we actually need to check it to avoid someone getting hurt or large expenses? Mm-hmm. Like I uh, went to work on a uh, weld machine once, and the guys had said that it wasn't working. So I went out there to, uh, to give a hand and help out, and I noticed its shocking uh, piece of equipment next to it. And so I barricaded it off and told everyone leave it alone, and we were going to get the electricians out to, to take care of it. And then the shop foreman walks up, and I guess he didn't pay attention to the uh, to the barricades, and he reaches over and tries to pull the case off, and gets shocked with 480 volts.
0: Well, that's not really checking the machine; that's not paying attention to the barricade. If they
1: had been performing regular maintenance
0: on it, mm-hmm. they
1: would have caught a number of problems way earlier. Right. Because the last time it was so, you mentioned
0: check what OSHA requires. What does ISO require?
1: You to make a plan.
0: Okay. That's really it. So they don't care what your plan is, Mm-mm. just have it and have it on paper. Yep, have it, have okay. it on paper,
1: make it make sense.
0: And, you know, I, we really hate to plug the business on here, mm-hmm. but I know Kyle's software mm-hmm. often can send you reports yep. in relation to other things, so yeah. I assume you can design it so it's- once you know your maintenance schedule... Yeah, he can design the software so it automatically sends you a report. Hey, this needs to be done.
1: Yeah, it's, it's already included in the. Uh, it's a calibration and maintenance law. Oh, he see, he it's already, already there. has it. He already has it. <laughs> it's Never already mind. there.
0: All right. So then we have training and competence.
1: This is one of the biggest ones, and if you go through the standard, this is what shocks people a lot: is there's no training clause. There's not in a, the standard. There's not a training clause. The word training only appears twice. Just the word training, and it's in other clauses.
0: At all. Not in relation to maintenance, not in relation to no. machines, just period, at all. There's nothing really nothing in the standard really f- about training. training.
1: What's in the standard is competence. And training is listed as one of several means for obtaining okay, competence. Okay, so
0: it wants you to be competent. Uh-huh. And again, it's up to you how you do that as long as you make a plan. It is. And you show us how you got competence.
1: You're noticing a pattern here, right? <laughs> I got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's several ways, several ways to talk about competence. Um, one of my favorites is get a job description, folks. Write a job description for what this person needs to do and what mm-hmm. this person needs to know. When you as management and the employee sign off on that job description, both parties are in agreement that this person has the necessary competence to complete these duties. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you put in the job description that they'll attain this certification, maybe it's a WELD cert or something along those lines, within six months. But then if they're gonna attain a WELD cert, well you need to have your own WELD process specifications, WPS. So have your own WELD process specification and have a method uh, to get these folks certified to it. But your job descriptions is one of your number one ways to do it. Um, so when an employee starts, you may go ahead and check so many boxes on the training record just because you qualified them to come in the door.
0: Okay. So my next question is, are job descriptions taken more seriously in this type of industry? Because, I mean, you know, I may be the only one but as a teacher we had to sign our job description and it was a lot of small Mm -hmm. font words and legalese and you know i was like yeah i'm gonna teach the kids i'll sign this yeah and I did my job, and mm-hmm. I did it well. <laughs> but I mean, even with the PTA, when I was when I had a job on the PTA, they gave us a job mm-hmm. description that we had to sign, and yeah. I, I was like, well, what is this? I I actually asked somebody, well, what does this mean? Oh, don't worry about, it. just sign it. We just needed you to sign this. Yeah,
1: um, totally shouldn't be that way anywhere at all. It often is. Um, I've had folks ask me similar questions before, and so what I tell them is if you were to post this job on LinkedIn or Indeed or any of these places, mm-hmm. what would you post on there? I need someone with blah, 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 blah qualifications. So everything that can be quantitatively quantitatively measured, mm-hmm. um, well, let's count that as a competence yeah so if you say we need someone with x number of years as a mechanic well then let's bring him in as whatever level mechanic so the job
0: description every bit of it should be measurable maybe
1: i mean some of it's going to be you know um follow whatever other instructions are given you've always got these kinds of things but Mm -hmm. as much as possible make it measurable make Mm -hmm. it a skill because then, when that person starts, I mean, you're way ahead of the game. Otherwise, it's just it's hell to try to go well, through all of these trainings.
0: I guess that's why it's a little different for teaching. And I won't go down that rabbit hole, but you know, there's a lot of arguments for and against measurable goals for teachers. And that's true. You know, that's true. Because um, you can only do the best you can do. With the resources you have and the students you're given, and you can't control their background. And Anyways, I'm going down the rabbit hole. No, but that's (laughs) actually,
1: let's go down that just a little bit here. Um, In the training we did this week, we did our first uh, QMS boot camp last week, and we actually kind of got sidetracked for about probably over two hours talking about this. Maybe not so much in the realm of training, but in, in what you measure. And the problem that these folks ran into is that um, they're trying to solve certain problems in their business related to, you know, like nonproductive time. But the numbers that they're using to make decisions, well, well, they're not indicative of the problem. So, I Mm -hmm. mean, they're they're taking numbers off of something, but it really has absolutely nothing to do with the root cause of the problem. Mm -hmm. And so you can lead yourself astray very, very quickly with with numbers and goals and KPIs Mm -hmm key process indicators, um, you can really lead yourself astray real quick because if what you're measuring um, is actually telling you something else, you're wasting your time.
0: Yeah, and that's why I'm saying that's where the problem is with teaching because mm-hmm. really the only way to measure if the teacher is doing a quote-unquote good job mm-hmm. is by the student's performance, but you can't control everything. No, no. With the, you know, we're only given so many mm-hmm. resources and, like mm-hmm. I said, the kids' backgrounds and mm-hmm. what's going on at home and, you know, just all a large no. number of things that we can't control. I mean, we can teach our hearts out.
1: Right. But No, I completely get it, and there's other professions that have uh, somewhat similar issues, but I think probably for the, for the most part, folks that are looking at putting together a quality management system, the folks working under their control... Our right. folks like welders. It's and inspectors a different and mechanics. story. It's a yeah, different kind of animal.
0: So. Um, but back to what we were talking about is job descriptions. Mm-hmm. Try to make as many of them measurable yeah. as possible. I mean,
1: you're going to save yourself so much headache. Um, and then same thing like with uh, when you do orientation. You know, you bring folks in and... Most folks, their orientation is is simply, "Hey, here's where our safety equipment is. Here's the muster point. If there's an evacuation, you know, they kind of go through these basic details." But man, use that orientation and really run them through. Hey, here's our document control procedure. Now you know where documents get stored and where records get mm-hmm. stored and who to contact and why
0: that's important. Yes, because this is what we have to do, and I think that goes back to the start with why mm-hmm. and. Um, communicating that which leads us to our next one because we've got to wrap up pretty okay. quick which is communication
1: yeah uh we talked a lot about communication uh this week as well and you know when i say communication it's there's really two avenues that that i usually get concerned about when i go in and conduct an audit because the um the, the standard does actually talk a fair amount about communication way more than folks uh would think i mean you were thinking again that training would be the huge topic mm-hmm. that the standard talks about They they just care about competence you figure it out but communication, they get really particular on. Um, I did an audit once where 23 out of 60 people had direct communication with the customer.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a
1: freakishly large percentage. Probably a lot more than they expect. It's not more. like it's a
0: retail operation no, going on.
1: No, way more. So you need to define... You know who can talk to that customer because your customer is your source of your requirements and your source of your feedback to evaluate yeah. yourself.
0: And I think that's something you and I have talked a lot about, just in you know our daily life and anytime we have a problem to deal with, like you call and you talk to this person, and mm-hmm. then they send you to this person, and we just want one person to talk to like just give me the same person every time so that that person knows what's going on
1: yeah and most folks would be willing to wait and suffer an inconvenience um, to increase that level of quality
0: (laughs) it's even like i know we're running out of time but (laughs) i I think about like it's even when you go to the doctor you know Mm -hmm. you call the doctor oh i need uh, to make an appointment well what are we going to see him for oh my kid's ears are hurting i think he's got an ear infection okay great you go in you say, I'm here for such and such. And then you get called back yep. by the person that just does the height and weight. What are yep. we seeing you for today? Ears hurt. And then the nurse comes uh-huh. in. What are we seeing you here for? Today? The ears hurt. And they're all writing it down. And then the doctor comes in. What do you see? Like, do you think I lied the first six times I told you about it? Yep.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. And, so. uh, now, you know, this, well... We'll have to chat we about We got to go on. To All go right. On. So
0: the next one is Kyle's favorite and you have about a minute and a half Woo-hoo. documented information. Oh,
1: my gosh. This is the heart and soul of your quality management system. I'm not saying it's heart and soul of your quality program. I'm not saying it's heart and soul of your company. But your quality management system lives and breathes by your documented information. If you don't have it written down and approved and approved by a predefined manner, it's useless. It is well, absolutely useless. You,
0: just go back to the job description that we talked about yeah. earlier. Yeah. If there's nothing written down, then the employee can easily say, hey, I was mm-hmm. never told I had to do that. Yep.
1: yep. Now, document information so. is key. And um, it boils down to really three three components. Now, I've got 30 seconds. We'll be good. <laughs> All right. So it boils down to three components. Component one is where do you store everything that has to be defined, which means it has to be written down somewhere. Two is who approves the documents. Documents are those um, pieces of writing that don't change very often. And if they do change, we need to have an approval process to authorize those changes. And
0: that's a key point to a management system in ISO. Oh, yeah. It can change.
1: Absolutely, and should.
0: And I think that's a lot of people, and even I thought, Mm -hmm. it's written down, it's done. Nope. But it's not, no. and you can change it, oh, yeah. so don't be afraid to write it down. And we
1: usually have a document
0: for that change. It's either the Corrective Action Report or
1: the Management of Change Report.
0: And it's okay to document that you changed it because yes. it shows that you're following that's, your plan.
1: That is that is the number one evidence in continual improvement.
0: Yes, that's the word I was yeah. looking for. Number the one evidence in pro- continual improvement. And okay. the third
1: are records. Record is anything you write stuff on. They generally don't need any approval process. These are your time tickets. These are your inspection logs. I
0: was about to say, your maintenance logs, things like that. These are all
1: those. And I have written stuff on a napkin and taped it to a sheet of paper and photocopied it so that I could scan it into the computer.
0: Whatever works. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I'm not going to say that. Anyways. So, we are supposed to plug our September QMS boot camp. Yes. So in September, we're having our second boot camp. Yes. It's QMS boot camp. This one's 4 days. Mm-hmm.
1: A little bit of expanded version.
0: Mhm. And so you can come for 1 day, you can come for all 4 days. It's or not anything like anything in between. Yeah, it, yeah, or 2 or 3 days and it's not like one carries over to the other. Nope. But each day you learn a lot. Yeah.
1: We worked really hard that you don't get repeat information from any of the days um so it's like day one is all about fundamentals right what are the absolute basics of quality management Mm -hmm. um day two is well how do we implement it what what if we're putting something in place or we're really trying to rebuild the program Mm -hmm. what what are the key things we need to know really for those first 12 Mm -hmm. months um then we move day three to uh, maintaining So once you get it there, the skill set and the duties and all everything really shifts to keep this thing rolling. We talk a lot about communication, actually, (laughs) on that day. That's a big communication day. Mm -hmm. Um, And then day four is all about um, integrating. Because how often, like we've talked about today, we've got health and safety issues. Mm And everything gets all intermingled and intertwined. And a lot of folks listening are probably not just quality managers, they're QHSE managers. Right. So, how do you get all of this meshed together mm-hmm. um, without creating extra headache?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I know that the guys that came uh, in August last week had a lot of fun. They really oh, yeah. enjoyed it. Um, I know at least one of them agreed to be a reference. Mm-hmm. So, if you have questions about it, we can provide that information. Um, also I heard that the food was really good that I provided. <laughs> yes, we had there a very were, good catering service. There were good snacks and good lunches and
1: um, Oh they love the beef jerky.
0: that's the secret oh, oh, sorry. ingredient. <laughs> um, there were good drinks, although yes. it's not beer or alcohol, no. but um, Especially you know, when you're talking about health
1: and safety. you can't really do sodas that.
0: Sodas and coffee and so anyways, we hope to see you there. I think we can we're gonna have four or six people to sign up.
1: Well, it may actually, we may be able to we expand it. We might be it. able
0: to expand. So, yeah. anyways, get your name in the hat. Get signed up. It's QMSBootCamp.com. That's it. Yep. And if you have any problems, I think last month we had a few problems with people trying to pay online. New or website, register. so it was a little different. Yeah, so if you have any problems, feel free to email us or call Kyle. or and we can uh,
1: take a, a you know, PO as well. We've done yep, that. Of we'll take a PO. You know, easier to just do it online, but you know, whatever works for you.
0: Yeah. For somebody who doesn't plug their business, we spend a lot of time plugging our boot camp, but it's something we're really excited about. Is. Kyle is very excited. He's always, I mean, he started a business to help you save time and energy for what matters most. So, um, this is just another opportunity. So many of the trainings out there come with a certification and mm-hmm. that comes with a higher cost. And so yep. Kyle said, you know what? There's people out there that need the training without the certification. So yep. I'm going to offer this at a lower cost and try to help these people out that's it so we hope you join us if you have any questions call us message us whatever you need to do all right thanks for listening y'all